turn with me to Romans chapter 13. As we begin to look into the post-tribulation message. The post-tribulation message. Romans chapter 13 verse 11. I'm going to set the stage here. The Bible says in verse 11, stand with me tonight all over the building for this brief reading of the Word this morning, and I mean this evening, in the honor of Word of God. And that knowing the time that now it is high time, listen carefully, stand with me for the reading of the Word. You don't have to write this one down. You already have it copied on. Didn't I give you a piece of paper, Mom? Okay. And knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Father, Lord... I need your help here tonight, Jesus. Father, I just ask you to just anoint me right now, God, Lord, to deliver this message. Lord, this is a powerfully important message. God, I pray, Lord, that you, Lord, being the author of this word, God, that you would speak this word through me. Lord, and let it, oh God, I pray, find a lodging place in every heart. Give us the spiritual ears to hear your voice in this word tonight. Give us the godly wisdom, oh God, to walk in the path as you lay it before us. And we just thank you and praise you for it tonight. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Okay, now, okay. <clears throat> First Corinthians. Turn with me to First Corinthians. i tell you what, we're going to break it up. Brother Chris, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and I want you to read 29 through 33. Yes. Okay, listen to this. 29 through 33. Now listen, he said, let the prophet speak two or three. Now these are prophets. Okay. Go ahead. All right. In all churches of the saints. Okay? The elect. In all churches of the saints. All churches are not the same, folks. They may be preaching similar messages, but if they're not preaching the absolute doctrine of the apostles, the Bible says, let them be accursed. That's not me, that's Bible. Period. That's not me. That's the Word of God. God said that. The author of the Bible said that, the Holy Ghost. said, if we are an angel from heaven come preaching any other gospel than that we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Now, let's, let's go on. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 1 and 10. First Corinthians, we're just kind of setting a preface here. 
First Corinthians 1 and 10 says this, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing. Remember that of one mind and one accord in one place? He said that we speak all the same thing and that there be no divisions among you. We cannot have the churches of the living God who are the saints of the living God preaching ten different messages. Let me tell you something, church. There ain't ten different messages. There's one message. There's not two messages. There's not three messages. There's not four. There's not one and a half message. There is one message. It is Jesus' name, period, end of story. Bible, Bible, Bible declares it. But not only that, let me tell you, in this message is also post-tribulation. And I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people that say, oh, well, that doesn't matter whether we go in the beginning or whether we go in the middle. Or Yes, it does matter. It does matter that you know what you're doing because the Bible says we need to be speaking the same thing. We need to have no divisions among us. We need to have this clear, folks. You need to clearly understand what we believe and what we stand for in this church so you can not only hear it and receive it, but preach it and speak it. We need to speak the same thing. And he's, and, and it's important that you know about it. It's very important. We're going to look at the Word of God here in a little bit that the, where the Bible tells us that I told you so that you would know these things. There's, there's, a, you know, some people have a theory, well, just I'm not even going to worry, I'm not going to listen to it, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not, you better worry about it. You better know because it's the only way you're going to be saved. It's the only way you're going to make it. The only way that you're going to make it in the tribulation is knowing it's coming and you're going to go through it. Knowing what you're facing to be prepared for it. And let me tell you something. The Lord's revealed some things to me. This great falling away, it hasn't happened yet. The great falling away is going to take place as we're going to look here yeah, there's some people falling away from the church, but let me tell you where the great falling away is going to be. The great falling away is going to be people about midway through this tribulation when somebody comes and says, Lo, I am Christ, they're going to follow Him because they're going to be looking for Him in the middle of the tribulation. They're going to be looking for a rescue out before this thing happens, and they're going to fall away. The Bible declares it. That's the ones that He's talking about. There's going to be a great falling away. Lo, when he says he is here, he says many false prophets shall arise and many false Christs shall come. Because they're looking for one to come. In the midst of the tribulation. And the devil's going to send a bunch of them. And they're going to be doing mighty works and miracles. And he said that even the very elect would be deceived. That it might even deceive the very elect. I'm telling you, church, there's a reason why you need to know this. Man, you need to thank your lucky stars, praise God, that we have a church, hallelujah, that the Lord speaks to. I don't care whatever's going on in any other church in this country or in this world. But let me tell you, this little church in Tomball is mighty important to the King of Kings, hallelujah, and the Lord of Lords, that He might come down and speak to us and let us know the truth, praise God. The truth is what's going to make you free. Man, there's going to be people that are deceived and being, that are deceiving and being deceived. We're going to look at that. That's why this message is so vitally important. These are things that, you know, we didn't even come near touching when, when uh, we had some company here recently. But uh, I want to 
I want to get into this. This is really important stuff. That there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together. It means completely joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Okay? Now, let's, here we go. <clears throat> this is just setting up the stage for why we need to know these things. All right. <clears throat> The Bible tells us, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> to study. Second Timothy 2.15 says, study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman. A what? A workman. Hey, this is a job, man. This ain't no cakewalk, no skipping that, skip to the loo, my darling. This ain't no waltz. This is work. We are here, we are laborers together with God. It's a job. And we need to search. The Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. Now, okay, now let's look over at Acts 17. These are just scriptures that tell us we need to know these things and we need to be searching them out. Okay? Acts chapter 17. Probably help if I get over in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 17. And verse 10 says, And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica. Now listen to this. In that they received the word with all readiness of mind. Everybody say readiness of mind. That's what we need. And searched the Scriptures daily whether those things were so. Therefore, many of them believed also of honorable women, which were Greeks, and of men, not a few. See, there's something to be said here in the Word of God about those that readily received the Word, but didn't only receive it. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, let me tell you of a surety. If there's one thing I want you to do, it's study that Word. Man, it's get in that Word. It's dig in, sister. If you've got a concordance, man, I mean tear that concordance all to pieces. Get in that Strong's concordance and you tear that thing apart. Hallelujah. If you need a computer program, you only got a laptop, uh, man, I can sure make one available to you. I just, man, I want you to know it, know it, know it, know it. Don't you ever take my Word for it. It's in the Word of God. That's why it's so important. Then That's why we we go through so many scriptures because I don't want you taking my word for it, man. I can't get you home. The word of God's what's going to get you home. Praise God. I want you to see it and know it. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Search those scriptures. The Bible says that they shall know the truth, the truth shall make them free. This means so much. You're going to see some tonight too, how that, how that the Bible, you can't change it. 
You can't reword it because if you reword it, you're going to knock out the depth of it. You're going to knock out the width of it. You're going to knock out the height of it. It's so big, so wide, so deep, so far. Man, it means so much to so in so many situations it applies to if you don't isolate it and put it in a box. What happens when you change the Word of God? You may, you may, uh, you may explain the surface meaning of it, but when you rearrange words and take words out, you have taken away the multi-millions of different things it can apply to by maneuvering and manipulating the Word to mean one thing. The devil took the Word of God. He knew the Word of God verbatim, and he spoke it verbatim to Jesus, but he didn't rightly divide the Word. He said, it's written... Cast thyself down here, but the Lord said he, he brought the right interpretation of the word down. He brought the right the division of the word down. He said, it is written again, uh, which supersedes that. It's written again that thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Just because he said he would do it don't mean you need to push him to it. Amen. I'm not going to go playing with snakes and, and, uh, and tempting God. If I ever need to, I believe the Lord will be there to handle it, to take care of that for me. But He gave me enough wisdom not to go jump in a rattlesnake pit and start playing with a bunch of snakes. Amen. Anything. Amen. I ain't playing with no snakes. Just have no desire to do that. All right, now, okay, let's just, let's just, uh, let's just break on in. Let's just break on into it. Praise God. All right. Matthew 24. Matthew chapter 24. Yep, let's break on back to the other one there. Matthew 24. We're going to start at verse 1. Everybody there? And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him. For to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, that shall, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him and privately saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what? shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world. Uh Uh-oh, now why in the world, if he's planning on coming back twice? Now, how many of you know there's a second coming? He's already been here once. There's a second coming. But there is no third coming. There ain't no fourth coming. There's nothing in this Bible to declare a third coming. And here, even here in this one little question, I want to just show you some things that people just don't see. They don't even see it. But just this one little thing. He said, Tell us when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? His coming is at the end of the world. He's coming at the end of the world. He's not coming three and a half years before the end of the world. They try to use the Moses thing. 
uh, you know, I mean, uh, the, not the, the Noah thing and say, well, it's going to be, because the Bible says it's going to be as in the days of Noah. They were given in marriage and marrying and giving in marriage and drinking and making merry and all those sort of things. And then until, until Noah went into the ark, yeah, he was put into the ark. But buddy, immediately, I mean, just right after that, buddy, it was no three and a half years came, uh, uh came, uh, uh, until everybody was completely destroyed. They were destroyed, man, immediately. The floods came. Wasn't no three and a half years. Wasn't no three and a half years uh, prolonging it. It's all going to happen at one time. It's going to be a, the, man, the, the people of God are going to be gathered. But first, the Bible declares in another place that first, the angels are going to be sent. The reapers are going to reap. We're going to look at that. Okay, now here it says, when shall thou come and be and at the end, and the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed. Listen carefully, church. Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. I want you to understand something here tonight. This is explicitly talking about... This is not talking about yahoos out there that are just uh, living for the world. This is talking about people that are following a doctrine who are deceived into thinking that this is Christ. And what this message of pre-tribulation rapture and mid-tribulation rapture speaks to is these people right here. And when... They have been deceived. The Bible says deceiving and being deceived. When that takes place, these people are going to be looking for Christ at the beginning. When they start seeing these signs and things that are coming on the scene, they're going to start looking because the Bible declares, look up for your redemption draweth nine. They've misinterpreted when that happens. And they're going to be looking at the very first signs of the beginning of sorrows. They're going to be looking for Jesus. And it's going to set the stage for the devil. It's no strange thing that the devil comes as an angel of light and his ministers as an angel of light. The devil is going to be set. The stage will be set. It's set now in a lot of, in a lot of situations. A lot of these things are already set. Because there's so many people that buy into this theory of not ever having to go through anything for Jesus. But I got news for you. If you're not, if you don't ever go through anything for Jesus, you will not be in heaven. End of story. You won't be there. You, if you've not suffered, you will not be there. There's not going to be a reward without a suffering. I'm sorry. It's just not possible. Not possible. If you're an adult and you're, are living, I don't know how about little children and all that. You know, little babies and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't even want to go into that. But I'm telling you, as an adult, you're going to have to carry your cross. You're going to have to go through suffering. All that will live godly will suffer persecution. You're going to do it, period, end of story. You're not going to go through it. You're not going to escape without without suffering. Many of us will die for the cause. Because we're that close to the tribulation. I believe that. Many of us, if the Lord... If we, if we don't die before that or whatever, because the Lord's certainly not coming before that, then we're going to die for His Word. The Bible declares it. We're going to look at that tonight. Okay. Take heed. 
that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Now also, many shall come in his name and say that they are of Christ, preaching false doctrines as well, so there will be many false prophets. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. Now listen. He tells you here, he says, <laughs> he said, well, wait a minute. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to what? When it says come to pass, it don't mean come to start happening. It means come to pass. It means come to past. Fruition is, is at the beginning of it, I believe, and then past is the end of it, isn't it? Or is fruition the end of it? I don't know. I, I'm not up on that today. My mind's not working that way today. Many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the even when these come to pass, the end is not yet. Now, why would he tell them that? Why, they ain't going to need to know that, honey. They don't need to know all that. Wipe all that out of your memory. You don't need to know all that. Because you're not going to be here while Jesus is just going to come and just rock your world, honey. He's going to take you on out here while you'll be up there. You'll be up there at the Holy Ghost Holiday Inn. You won't have to worry about all this down here. But he's going to tell you all about it anyway. He said, the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation. The nation of Islam is rising up against the nation of America. They are rising up against, and kingdom against kingdom. Now, listen, there are other kingdoms in the world, not just the European kingdom, not just Europe, which is a kingdom. That's a kingdom. Europe is a kingdom, not a nation. Kingdom shall rise against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places. Now, listen. All these things that he just said, these are going to be happening. You with me? But what he say, well, listen what he says next. These are the beginnings of sorrows. Now, go further. All these are the beginning of sorrows... Then shall they deliver those people that are left here, Cortland's not yourselves, to be afflicted and shall kill those people that are left here, not you, because you won't be here. And yet shall, and, and, and those people shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Is that what the Bible says? Why, who in the world's he talking to here, brother Chris? Who's he talking to? You know who he's talking to? He's talking to the saints of God. He's talking to his church. These people were his people. He's teaching his people. He's telling his people, this is what my people are going to go through. You, my people. He said, and then, he said, look, he said, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and ye and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. If you can't see the devil coming vehemently against the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, man, you are blind. I mean, there's no doubt we can see it in this church. 
But see who he's talking to here. The picture will become very clear here in just a little while. Brothers and sisters, y'all just hold your course. This is good stuff, man. I'll tell you, the Bible says that their eyes, they have shut. Lest they should see with their eyes. They don't want to see it. It's the old put your head in the sand thing. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I want you to know. If anything was to ever happen to me, I want you to know. I don't want you to just say, Brother Hoffman said. I want you to do it just like I say. The Bible says, the Bible says, oh no, Brother Hoffman went over all that, and I've got the tape, and we can go back through the Word of God. I mean, it's right there. You won't even need the tape. You just take, flip that thing open to these scriptures, and you say, here it is right here, honey. Look right here. See who he's talking to? I mean, if there's one thing I've heard y'all do, is you're able to repeat what I've told you. Praise God, just like I told you. And that's a good thing. Because, man, that's my job. Hallelujah. And that means you're getting this stuff. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. Now listen to what it says in verse 10. And then many, there shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. When they start seeing all this stuff coming on, see what I mean? When all this stuff starts happening, Boy, they're going to be hot. Well, how in the world can I possibly, how can I possibly make it without, and they'll start turning on one another. They're going to start turning on one another. Hey, brother. Yes. They will be, yes, that's right. And shall betray one another. They will fall. There shall come a what? A great what? There shall come a great falling away. This is when that happens. When they start seeing that the pre-rapture, the pre, uh, the pre-tribulation rapture does not take place. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. That's happening right now. Right now, we have false prophets running everywhere. Saying, God said, God said, God said this. They they ain't heard no more heard God than a man in the moon. Many people. Matter of fact, there's so many people prophesying. I, I, I don't know. But I'll tell you what. There's many, many people standing behind a pulpit preaching pre-trib rapture. Buddy, it's coming. The day is coming. They're going to string them guys up, I'm telling you. They're going to hang them guys. They're going to string them up, buddy. Those guys are going to pay for that because they're deceiving millions. Everybody wants to believe that she ain't going to suffer. Oh, no. No way. No way. And it says here, And because iniquity shall abound... Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Those that might have been once loving people, all that's going to wax cold. Now, 
I want you to go back up to here where it says it says here, uh, 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 shall be hated for my name's sake. I want you to I want you to look at uh, Acts fourteen twenty two. Acts fourteen twenty two. Acts fourteen twenty two says this: confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith, and that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. As I said before. There's not anybody going to skate into heaven. You are going to suffer. No question. The Bible declares it very clearly. In so many places, it's unbelievable. Not just one scripture. I can take you to lots of scriptures that verify it. Absolutely verify it. Now, go back. The Bible said, but he that shall endure unto the what? Unto the end. But wait a minute. What about the mid-trib rapture? What about the pre-trib rapture? What about Jesus coming and rapturing the church out? What about there being three comings? No, there's not. There's not a third coming. There's a second coming. It's at the end of the world. We're going to look at that here in a minute. It ain't three and a half years into the tribulation. It's not, and there's not seven years of tribulation as people suppose. There's not seven years of tribulation. They get that from seven weeks over in Daniel, but that's not that's not rightly dividing the word of God. There's not seven years of tribulation. There's three and a half years of tribulation. And there's not a there's not three and a half years into it that it's that uh, the rapture takes place and then he comes back three and a half years later after we've had a three and a half year dinner in heaven. No. The marriage takes place here. We're already married when we're baptized in Jesus' name. That is when we take on His name. That's when we become the bride. That's when we become the church. And that's when we... That's And all these things are clear in the Word of God. Now, listen what it says here. He that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Didn't say you are saved, said you shall be. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world as a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. And when, now hear what it says, when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out. This is telling you right here that when you see the desolation of, the abomination of desolation, which is the, which is the Antichrist, when you see him set himself up in the new temple, in the temple that's in Jerusalem, and they are going to build it, no doubt about it. The Bible declares that they're going to build it during the trying times, during the tribulation, during the tough times is when they're going to build it. It's during the tribulation, that's when they're going to rebuild that temple. And then he's going to set himself up in the temple. This is when he makes a covenant. He makes a covenant between uh, uh, Israel and uh, uh, and, uh, uh, and all of those that are in uh, 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 that are against him and... and uh, um, the Arab nations. He makes a covenant between them and he breaks that covenant midway through. This is what happens with that. That's where that happens at. He breaks that covenant midway through. But that's another, that's a whole other uh, uh, vein. We're not going to get off on that just now. Anyway, now he says, when you see him standing where he ought not, stand in the holy place. Another place we'll look at in a minute says where he ought not. 
Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. It's just telling you right there it's coming quick. And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. But pray that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, who, by the way, we are the chosen of God, many are called, but few are chosen. You're chosen in the furnace of affliction. You're chosen in the fires of life. You're chosen... Uh, uh, in the furnace of affliction. And so when we become the chosen, that is the election. We are elected. Many are called, but few chosen. That's those that can stand the heat. Those that follow the Word of God become the chosen. And he said, there is then shall be great tribulation such as never... Uh, since the beginning of the world was to this time, no, nor ever shall be, and except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. This tells you how bad it's going to get. Now understand, he's telling this. Y'all came in a little bit late. But he's telling this. He's not telling this to, to, to people that's going to, that's not, that's going to already be raptured up. He's telling this to his people. It said, he said here, let me back up just for a minute so you can hear this. He goes over here and he says, all these are the beginning of sorrows. He said, then shall they deliver you up, verse 9, to be afflicted and shall kill you. He's not telling them, then shall, then shall the people that are left in the rapture, then shall they be offered up, then shall they be killed. He said, they shall offer you up. They shall kill you. He's telling his people. The saints of God. He's talking to His saints right here. He's telling them personally, face to face. He's telling His people that you are going through this. Ye shall be killed. We're going through the tribulation, folks. There ain't no question. The rapture takes place at the end of the world. All of it happens at one time. Boom, 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 boom. Just like that. When you, let me tell you something, buddy. When you hear the trumpet sound, that's when the reapers are going to be sent. The Bible, it's the seventh seal. It's the seventh trumpet. It's the last trumpet, the sound of the last trump. And he's going to say, thrust in your sickle and reap, for the world is ready to be reaped. It's the harvest which takes place. And we're going to look at that as well over in the parable of the tares. So many of these things are talking directly about this. But there's no question, folks. It's clear. Let's go right on down. The elects, now listen, he said, except those days be shortened, even the very elect wouldn't, wouldn't be saved. None of us will make it if he didn't shorten the days. You know why that is? Let me tell you why that is. Back in the days that, if you've ever read Fox's Book of the Martyrs, have you ever read it? I want to encourage every one of you to get Fox's Book of the Martyrs. These are Christians in the early church that suffered that you can't even begin to fathom some of the things they were, how they tortured these people. They had the most creative, torturous ways, skinning them alive, dragging them through broken glass, beating them and boiling them and, and, and cutting them, pulling their eyeballs out, pulling their limbs off, taking them and just so many things they did. You can't even imagine 
And, uh, and, and it was bad stuff. And I'm going to tell you, the reason I want you to read that book is so that you understand this little piece of text right here that says, For then shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time nor ever shall be. I want to tell you something. We listen to that beautiful scripture where the Lord says uh, that uh, He said, I've gone to prepare a place for you in my house, in my Father's house are many mansions. Uh, we know all that. We love that real good feel good feeling. We love that beautiful word. And it says, uh, Man, eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man. The things that God has, or the things that are laid up for those that love Him. Man, it can, we can't even imagine the beauty and splendor of heaven. It's The Bible says it's never even entered into the heart of man how beautiful it is. But let me tell you, don't forget about this. This is something people stomp away from, run from. This is something no one wants to preach. But it says, For then shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. I want you to understand, your mind can't wrap around how bad it's going to get in this world. You can't begin to fathom the new technology that they have now to torture people with. And the torture that the people in the Fox's Book of Martyrs went through for Jesus is a picnic. It's like a waltz in the garden compared to what it will be. And so the Lord said, in another place, he said, those days have been shortened. Not will be shortened. They have been shortened. Because it's an appointed time. It's an appointed time. Now, look what it says. Except no, no flesh would be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Another, another scripture we're going to look at in a minute says they have been shortened. Then if any man, listen, then, when is then? <laughs> when is then? Then is right here when all this is happening. Then if any man shall say unto you, wait a minute, it can't be unto you. It can't be unto us because we've already made the rapture. We've left, we left before the tribulation. We left before all this bad, evil, nasty stuff started happening. Or we left in the middle of all that. We, the rapture came, the Lord came and took us out of the tribulation. We don't have to go through nothing. No. He said when all this is going on, when it's so bad as it's never been before nor ever again shall be, he said, he said, during this time, he said, then if any man say unto you, which means you are going to be there for them to say it to, who is you? Use the saints of God. That sounded kind of country hick, didn't it? Use the saints of God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I meant to say, well, even to say you is the saints of God. <laughs> Ain't no way to win that deal. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> moving along. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. I want you to understand, this is such a dangerous... The Lord is just... I, you know, I prayed a long time about this for years. I prayed about this. The Lord revealed it to me. And I'll tell you, church, now He's beginning to show me how powerfully important this really is. Man, this is not something you need to just have... Just, well, just kind of nonchalantly know. This is something that's absolutely you must know. Because if you don't, 
you will fall prey. The Bible says that if it were possible, the very elect shall be deceived. Let me tell you about the devils that's coming to uh, perform miracles in the name of God, in the name of Jesus. They're going to be down here, robe like Him, look like Him, sound like Him, talk like Him, walk like Him, and they're going to perform miracles like Him, but it ain't going to be Him. Because the Bible declares He is not going to be here until you see Him coming in the air. And He's not going to put His feet on the Mount of Olives until it's over with. But let me tell you, if you see somebody walking around telling you it's Jesus Christ, it's a lie. Because you will see Him in the air and the angels will reap you. You will be called up to meet Jesus. He's not coming down here to put His feet on this earth. No, sir. We will be called up with them in the air. He's going to be in the clouds. We're going to look at that here in a minute too. Don't you, don't you believe it when you see somebody walking around here and fireballs is being called out of heaven? Don't you believe it when somebody comes around here and, and, and you're healed? Don't you believe it? Because power's given to him. The Bible declares over here in the book of Revelation, we'll look at it in a minute. The, the Bible says that power was given to him uh, to, uh, uh, to deceive, make war with the saints, and to what? Deceive them and prevail against them. We're going to look at that here in just a minute. And to overcome them. That's what the Bible said. Okay, now, let's go on further. The Bible says, For there shall arise false Christ, false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, and so much that if it possible, it shall deceive the very elect. But listen to what it says here. Behold. Behold, church, as I speak to you right now. Behold this. Behold it. I have told you before. Wherefore? If they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. If who tells you he's in the desert? It's these preachers, man. False prophets and preachers, that's right. If they tell you he's in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he's in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning, now here's where it tells you, here's what it tells you. Hey, you ain't going to need somebody, he's telling you right here, you ain't going to need somebody to come tell you, Oh, Gwendolyn Edcock, why we just got to, we, your number just come up, Jesus is over in the holy place over here, he wants you to come on down, Jesus invites you to have dinner with him. No, you just smack him upside the head and say, get back, Satan, in the name of Jesus. The Bible declares right here, you ain't going to need somebody to come tell you. First of all, you don't need somebody to tell you got the Holy Ghost. When you've got the Holy Ghost, honey, you know you got the Holy Ghost. And let me tell you something, you ain't going to need somebody to tell you Jesus is here either. Because the Holy Ghost in you, the same Spirit that quickened His body out of that tomb, is going to quicken you. You're going to know when Jesus shows up. If you got the Holy Ghost, which it is required to make it to heaven, you're going to know it when the mothership comes on. When when the king comes on the scene, you're going to light up like a Christmas tree. Let's look at what it says here. He says, when they tell you he's over here and tell you he's over there, oh, uh, go not there. Listen why. Listen to what he tells you. Huh. You don't need to know all that, he said, because 
For as the lightning come out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Praise God. I want you to know, church, when Jesus shows up, you ain't going to have to have no announcement, man. You're going to know it. You're going to know it. <laughs> and how many of you know we'll be ready? Boy, after having endured all, we're going to endure. We're going to be ready for some salvation. Amen. Okay. Woo. <laughs> For wherever the caucus is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Man alive. Listen to what it says in verse 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days... Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun shall be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then, everybody say then, after these things happen, then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then, Shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Hallelujah. And He shall send His angels with the sound of the trumpet. Here's the rapture. Here's the rapture, folks. This is the rapture. And it takes place after the great tribulation. This is not a, there is no rapture that takes place before the tribulation and then we go to a seven year banquet dinner and then we come back down with him to defeat this. No, it happens. There's no third coming. There's a second coming. He's already come once and there's only one other coming. And when he comes, He's coming to do business. He's not coming to play patty cake. He's not coming to rescue out His saints and then leave the people to go through the world in the tribulation and then coming back again to destroy the world. No, it happens at one time. The Bible talks about the parable of the tares, and, and, and we're going to look at that here in just a minute, and that's specifically talking about uh, the rapture and when it takes place. He says that in the parable of the tares and the wheat, we'll look, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. We'll look at it here in a minute. All right. Immediately after the tribulation, we looked a while ago. Somebody get me Acts two nineteen twenty one. Sister uh, Sister Sandra, get me that real quick. Acts two chapter nineteen through twenty one. All right, and the, he shall send his angels with the great sound of the trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Now people say, well, well, he's gathering them from heaven. No, he's in. He's got his angels there in one end of heaven to the other. The angels are in one end of heaven to the other. And he's not talking about the saints there. And let me tell you something. There are many saints there right now. I believe myself, I personally believe that when you die, you are with the Lord. The Bible says to be absent in bodies, to be present with the Lord. And, uh, and so I believe that those saints will come with him. Those that are with him, they're going to come with him. And we who are alive and remain will rise up to meet them in the air and forever be with the Lord. Okay, come on with it, sister. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke. 
Okay, listen to this. Go ahead. Wait a minute, hold the wagon. See, you're doing what so many people do, sister. You're reading down through that, just reading that word. But you need to really look at what you're reading there. The key word is before. He said, now read all that again and put some emphasis on that word before that great and notable day. The, uh, well, the whole thing, I think, is what you're saying. Now, this is, this is, a, this is, a, a uh, a word to, from the Lord to His people. Go ahead. And I will show wonders in the heaven above. Okay. And signs in the earth beneath. Boy, we've had so many earthquakes and things going on, so many signs, so many things are moving around. This world is having birth pains. Go ahead. Blood and fire and vapor smoke. Signs in heaven as well that he's showing. Now, up here, remember, it says that uh, the sun shall be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Okay, and now listen to what he says going down there further. Uh-oh, wait a minute. What's it talking about? It's talking about the rapture right here. It's telling you this. now. But, but listen to what it says here, just like it says over here in Matthew. Look what it says here. It says, the sun shall be darkened. Go ahead. And the moon into blood. And the moon into blood. Moon shall not give her light. Go ahead. Before that great and notable day of the Lord, which is the rapture, shall come. Before that great and notable day of the Lord shall come. We're going to look at some other stuff here too. Just bear with me. This is not something that's just a scripture or two. I got so much scripture on this. A person could hurt herself. Amen. Scripturitis. Amen. Okay. I want you to go with me. Of course, always keep your place right here. We'll be coming back to that. Okay, now, go to uh, Matthew 13. Let's just go right on back to Matthew 13. We're right there close. Brother, Put on, put, turn the snow machine on, will you? Yeah, I, I need a blizzard to come through here about right now. Be good. Whew. Having a meltdown up here. Okay, Mom, are you warm enough over there? You ought to be having a suntan by now. Amen. <clears throat> okay, uh... All right, now, over here in the parable, in the tares, okay, here he says, verse 25. Well, let's just go down to verse 24. 13, 24. And another parable he put forth in the saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field, but while men slept, or while that man slept, his enemy came and sowed tares amongst the wheat and went his way. How many of you know that the devil has sown many churches out there and he's sown a lot of tares? But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. The Bible says you'll know them by their fruit. Okay, now, when they sprung up and brought forth fruit, then you start seeing what kind of fruit was being born and you knew what kind of plant it was. All right, so the servant of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. 
The servant said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? Listen to what he said. But he said, Nay, no. Lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. He said, let them grow together. Look at what he said in verse 30. But let them grow together until the harvest. What is the harvest? What's the harvest, folks? What is the harvest of the Christians? Come on, say it loud. The rapture. The harvest is the rapture. That's when we are harvested. Okay, he said, let them both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, who's the reapers? The angels are the reapers. We're not to judge anybody at this point. We're, we're not able to judge. The angels are the reapers. He said, and I will send, listen to what he says here. I will say to the reapers, listen to what it says here. You know, people talk about the church being raptured out. But that's just simply not how it's going to be, folks. We're not going to be raptured out seven years ahead of time or three and a half years ahead of time. He says here, but I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. <laughs> into my barn. He, listen, he says right here that, no, he, there is no rapture in the church out. The evil is going to be torn away from the church. First bind the tares into bundles to be burned and then put my wheat in the barn. We're going to be here at the end, folks. Now look what he says. Go on down here. Look at the parable of the tares explained. Right down here, starting in verse 36. Then Jesus said to the multitude away, and went into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. <laughs> yeah, they came in and said, Lord, help a brother out. Give me some word on that, Lord. I don't quite understand that. I, I don't know. I just need a little help with that. The Lord said, Okay. All right, let me explain to you. And so the Lord said, He answered and said unto him, He that soweth, the good seed is the Son of Man. Who might that be, folks? Jesus. All right. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. Who might that be, church? That's the church. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. You with me? The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. Does not say the harvest is what, what it meant to say, sister, was the harvest was three and a half years before the end of the world. Oh, what it meant to say is the harvest is seven years before the end of the world. No! The Bible says the harvest is the end of the world. That's the rapture. That's when the rapture takes place. Jesus doesn't come down here and pick us up. He comes in the clouds. And the angels, 
the angels sound the trumpet, and we rise to meet him. He doesn't come down to us. He don't need to step his feet on this ground until he steps his feet on the Mount of Olives. Praise God. I'm going to tell you right now, church, uh, <laughs> people have mixed this doctrine up so bad. It's in such a mess. It's so hard to clarify things to people because they've heard every kind of garbage down the pike, and it's so hard to blast that out. This is the truth. There ain't no question about it. I don't care if there's 50 million preachers preaching otherwise. They're wrong, wrong, wrong. This is the truth. There's no, there is no other way. This is absolutely the truth. We are going through the tribulation. Now listen to what it says. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth His angels, and they shall gather out of His kingdom all things that offend and them that do iniquity. And shall cast him into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who's, who hath ears to hear. Let him hear. Go to Luke 21. This is not just a small thing, folks. I don't just have, I don't, listen, one thing you're going to learn about Brother Hoffman, I don't just come at you with one scripture. If i got one or two scriptures, I ain't going to open my mouth. But when I've got 150, 200, 300, 500 scriptures, I'm coming with it. i got more scripture to back this up, every part of it. i got scripture to back up my backup. Amen. Because the Bible, the Bible is not a confusion. But the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 2.15, who can quote it? Quote it, sister. Brother, quote it. Come on. (laughs) Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You must know the truth. All the truth. What you know must be truth. So you can take it to others. This is why. Don't ever be fooled into thinking that it doesn't matter. That this does not matter. The Lord has really opened my eyes to this. Yes, this does matter. Because if you're not ready, if you are sitting there thinking that there's a mid-trib rapture and when it does not happen, this is when the great falling away is going to take place. This is when many shall be offended and fall. This is when the smite the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered and all those things. This is when it's going to take place. When people find themselves in the tribulation... And the rapture hadn't taken place. They're going to be offended. They're going to think that they just didn't make it. Or then when those false Christs start showing up and say, Lo, He is here. Lo, He is there. They're going to flock to them. 
The Bible declares it. Because they're going to be deceived, thinking that this is the Lord. But let me tell you something. If there is, if there's a Christ standing on this earth, it's a lie. Because His feet will not touch this earth. Period. Will not happen. Will not happen. So I don't care if he comes down and starts bouncing fireballs off and starts balancing cars and doing, doing, uh, taking, uh, uh, planes and sending them up or whatever he does. Uh, man, if he starts levitating cars out and buses out there, if he makes you do backflips and turn cartwheels, whatever he does, uh, it doesn't matter. It's a lie from hell. It is not the Lord. Church, the Bible says that He came and showed us by example that we should walk as He walked. He went to the cross and died. He said, take up your cross daily and follow Me. Listen, you're not carrying that cross just to symbolize that you're with Jesus. You're carrying that cross to die on. Not just daily, but man, it goes on and we're going to be looking at Revelations here in a minute. Praise God. See why I started early now? Ooh, man. <clears throat> okay. Remind me in about 15 minutes to to shut that off and then change it over because I don't know how to cut the track and make it into two and I don't want to I don't want it to be too far to get it all on one track. It's going to be two CDs. Okay. Y'all bear with me. Y'all enjoying this? Okay. Go with me uh, Mark 13. Mark 13. I want to tell you, there's a reason that you're all here tonight. Every one of you, there's a reason you're here tonight. Praise God for that. Because there's some serious truth going on in this church tonight. This is, a, this is something that so many people are confused on. So many people think they have it right, but they don't. And this, this is being brought tonight in a way that clearly can show you the truth. And so you take these scriptures, take the word... Study until your fingers fall off. Study until you just can't look at the Bible no more. I want you to look at this until your mind falls out. Amen. I mean, seriously, folks. Get in that Bible. Look at this. When you know it, then you need to start declaring it. Because somebody needs to hear from you concerning this message. telling you. It's that serious. It's that serious. Now, okay. 13, and we're going to go to uh, verse 9. 13, verse 9. The Bible says, But take heed to yourself, for they shall deliver... Wait a minute. Oh, man, how in the world can you... Here it is again. It says, But take heed to yourselves. See, here it's another... This is Mark's interpretation. This is Mark's rendition of it. Look back up at verse uh, 7. But when ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, be not troubled, for such things must needs be, but the end shall not be yet. The end, which is what what happens? The rapture. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. We talked about that already. Nation of Islam is coming against the nation of America right now. Many nations are rising up. Kingdoms like a Europe, that is a kingdom. And it's not a nation. The European uh, nations are, the, but, uh, it, but uh, London and all that, that's a kingdom. They have a kingship over there. It is a kingdom. Now, the nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be uh, earthquakes in diverse places. There shall be famines and troubles. And these are the beginning. 
Just the beginning of sorrows. But take heed to yourselves, for they shall deliver you up to councils and in synagogues. Ye shall be beaten. Well, how in the world can these people that he's talking to, he's talking to his saints here. He's talking to the church. How can these people be going through this if they've been raptured out of it? And ye shall be brought before rulers and kings for my sake. Over in the, Matthew says, for my name's sake. And that's what it's going to be for. For a testimony. It's reason it is. It's for a testimony against them. But it's for a testimony for you. We're looking at it here in a minute, uh, uh, over in, uh, uh, I think it's Luke or John, where it says that it's, that it turns to them, uh, a testimony against them, but it's for a testimony, a good testimony for you. But when they shall, li- no, let's see, and the gospel must first be published among all nations, but when they shall lead you, if I say you, and deliver you up, Take no thought beforehand what ye shall speak. Well, how in the world can they speak if they're not here? Neither do ye premeditate, but whatsoever shall be given to you in that hour. Well, if it's given to them in that hour, guess what? They're going to be there. That speak ye, it says that speak ye, for it is not ye that speak, but the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is going to be here too. Now the brother shall betray the brother to death. And the father, the son, the children shall rise up against their parents and shall cause them to be put to death. And ye, everybody say ye, shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. Let me tell you, they're not going to come against God. They're not going to come against uh, 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 any God. And they're not going to come against God and all that. What they're going to come against is the name of Jesus. They're going to come against the same thing they came against way back when the church began. You can look in and see where the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the high priest all came. And they said, uh, they said, well, we're, we're going to let them go because we're scared these people are going to kill us because they really love these people. But, uh, but tell them to go forth and, and you can preach. We don't mind you preaching. Just don't preach in that name. Why? Because there's no power in anything else. I don't care if you've got Elohim and all those things. You take every name you ever had, you give me the name of Jesus Christ. Because there's no power in any other. There's no other name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. Acts 4.12. Praise God. That's the Bible, folks. You can have every other name there ever was. You can have Jehovah. You can have all those names. You can keep them. All I need is one name. His name is Jesus Christ. He is God by Himself. There's no three gods. There's no three separate entities. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. It's in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. It's a good thing I'm a soft, timid, spoken type of fellow. I could get excited, you know. I can't help it, folks. I love this stuff, man. I love this stuff. Who am I but just a simpleton? Huh. Just a country boy from Tomball that God picked out and said, Hey, I'll take him. Probably because everybody else said, I don't want him. <laughs> Kill it before it grows. <laughs> God said, That's all right, I'll take him. I can make something out of him. It may have took God, but praise God. 
I'm getting there. Amen. I praise God. But when ye shall see, verse 14. Oh, it says right here, but he that endureth unto the end, same shall be saved. But when ye shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing where it ought not, that's in the temple. Let him that readeth understand. Then let them that be in Judea flee to the mountains, and we know what it says, them on the housetop, etc., 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 so on and so forth. Okay, now let's go on down. Let's go to Daniel chapter 11. Daniel chapter 11. Okay. Verse 37. Actually, we're going to start up a little higher. We're going to go to 32. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. This is during the tribulation right here. Here in verse 31 it says, And arms shall stand on his part, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and they shall take away the daily sacrifice, they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate. Now, here we go, go to verse 33. And they that understand among the people shall instruct many. Okay? That's those that are going through the tribulation that know what's going on. They under, they're helping many people. They're going to help many people. They instruct many. But listen to this. Yet they shall fall by the sword and by flame, by captivity and by spoil many days. These are the people of God going through the tribulation. These are the saints in the tribulation. And he says, now when they shall fall, they shall be helped with a little help, but many shall cleave to them with flatteries. Many shall cleave to them with flatteries. And listen to what it says. And some of them of understanding shall fall to try them and to purge and to make them white even to the time of the end because it is yet for a time appointed. Let me read that again. You have a little confusion on your head there. Okay, listen carefully. And some of them of understanding shall fall. That's those that is talked about up in the other verse 33 that said, And they that understand among the people shall instruct many. Okay? Yet they shall fall. Down in verse 35, And some of them of understanding shall fall to try them. In other words, the Lord's going to let some of them fall to try them in the last days. There's going to be people that's been skippity doo and skippity IA running around through this, and you know, the, in these churches that, to, that just believe that nobody has to suffer anything. Jesus did it all. That lies straight from hell. Let me tell you something. If you don't suffer, you will not make it. You're going to suffer. You will not make heaven without suffering. Period. No one ever entered in without suffering. Go back to the Bible. I defy you to show me one person. The only one ever that ever came that ever uh, uh, that I know of that the, we don't know much about is uh, uh, Enoch. But I tell you what, Enoch was a preacher, and if he was a preacher, he suffered, no doubt about it. The Bible says, "Any man that will live godly will suffer persecution." The Bible said we read just earlier that said through much persecution, through much affliction, shall we enter? Must we enter in? We must through much affliction enter in to the kingdom of God. Now what it said? Okay. Now listen carefully. All right, we're back over here. Okay. And he said, "Some of them of understanding shall fall to try them." 
In other words, he's going to let them fall and try them so that they can be tried. This is their Isaiah 48 and 10 because they've not yet gone through any persecution or fire. They're going to go through the fire. Church, if you've not gone through the fire by then, guess what? You're going to fall because you're going to go through the fire. And he says, to try them and to purge and to make them white, even to the time of the end, because it is yet for a time appointed, even to the time of the end, because that is yet for a time appointed. Praise God. This is the rapture. It's at the end. Okay. Now, that's Daniel. Okay, man, there's a lot more there, but we don't have time to go through all that. Some 27 messages. But anyway, I want to try to get as much of this in as possible here tonight. Okay, uh, I'm going to pause for just a second.